This program is brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. Welcome to Friendship with God with our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. Today's message and previous messages can be listened to or downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also obtain free resources from Tom Cantor and view our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org or call us at 800-247-3051. 800-247-3051. Tom Cantor also has a daily devotional verse that comes out each day by email and on Facebook. To receive this small daily devotional verse that Tom Cantor puts out, you can sign up at friendshipwithgod.org, friendshipwithgod.org, or find Tom Cantor on Facebook by searching for Tom Cantor and Friendship with God. Now, here is our Bible teacher, Tom Cantor. And then it says in Luke 22.8, Luke 22.8, and he sent Peter and John saying, go and prepare us the Passover that we may eat. So there's a lot of preparation that goes into it. Now the Passover starts actually with a woman, with the woman of the house, the woman of the house. She comes and she lights the candles there. She lights the candles. And if there's no woman in the house, then, or she's sick or there's no whatever, then she, then a man can do it. Now the woman typically will wear what I'm wearing here, which is a prayer shawl called a talit, a talit. In case you don't, in case you forget, they put in very beautiful Hebrew letters here, the word talit. So, okay, this is the talit. So you wear the talit, she wears the talit, and then she waves her hands as she lights the candles. It's okay. And so, you know, here's the candle. Actually, this is not a proper candle holder. It's because I forgot the candle holder. So, but don't tell anybody. And then as she lights these candles, we can do this. This is a kosher match. I assure you, we have a kosher fire extinguisher here also. All right, so she lights the candles. You guys see how she, she lights the candles, and then she prays a prayer. You know, Baruch Atadonai, Elohim Melech Olam Bore. No, she goes, she goes, I forgot it already. How could I forget it? She goes, that's the other one. It's it, but it's, uh, oh, yeah. Some people say shell Pesach, shell Yom Tov should be about a good day, about Pesach. So, blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe that makes us holy by good works. That's why I forgot it. I don't like this prayer. We are not made holy by good works, folks. And by his commandments to light the candles of the Sabbath. Now, we wouldn't pray a prayer like that because God has not made us holy by good works. God has made us holy by his grace. And specifically, it says in Titus 3 5, not by works, Titus 3 5, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost. That's why it's difficult for me to say those other prayers, but never mind. All right. Now, you have there a cup of wine, right? It's really grape juice, but 
It's wine. <laughs> okay, so. All right, so there's a cup of wine there, a cup of grape juice, cup of grape juice. It sounds strange to say grape juice, but it was always wine. It was, it was Manischewitz wine. It was for us kids, it was, you know, we get to drink wine. But anyway, that's, but you don't get to drink wine. You gotta, I'm going to call it wine, even though there's one wine cup, and in our case, it's the grape juice, as I mentioned. Now, in the Seder ceremony, there are what are called four cups of wine, but there's not four cups of wine for you. There's one cup of wine, and you drink it four times, and each time you drink it, it's called another cup. So it's the first cup, second cup, so forth. Okay, so the first cup of wine is the, is the kiddush, kiddush, is the kiddush, it's the wine of sanctification. And what basically happens is the father will take the shalas here, the kiddush cup, and he will, he will raise it up, and he will pray the prayer that I was praying the first time. Baruch HaTadonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Borei Puri HaGafen. Okay, which is basically, blessed art thou, O Lord. It's not a complicated prayer. Blessed, O Lord, our God, a king of the universe which has created Borei Puri HaGafen, the fruit of the vine. Okay, and then you drink. All right. Now, for us, for us, this cup, the cup of sanctification, is important because we are told to sanctify ourselves. How? By focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ. That sanctifies us. Where does it say that? Colossians 3.1. Colossians 3.1 said, if you then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things of the earth. For you're dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall you appear with him in glory. Mortify, put to death, therefore, your members which are upon the earth, fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil concupiscence, and covetousness, which is idolatry. Okay, what I just read to you about how we are sanctified by focusing on the Lord Jesus Christ, do that now as you take this cup and take a little sip of the first cup, first cup sanctification. Okay, now, there's actually another part of the first cup, another part of the prayer of the Kiddush, and it's interesting, this prayer, because it, it's a little different. They all start off the same. Baruch HaTadonai Eloheinu Melech HaOlam Shehekianu Vihimanu Vihigianu Lazman Hazeh. Okay, now what that's saying is that Blessed art thou, O Lord our God, King of the universe, who has sustained us and maintained us and enabled us to reach this moment in our lives. That's a great prayer. That's a great prayer because it's saying to us, take time right now. Take time right now and just give God thanks that he has enabled you to come to this place in life, and it's specifically that he enabled you to come to the moment in life when you saw you were a sinner, when you received the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior, that was a great moment. And if that moment hasn't happened for you today, Easter is a wonderful day. But I want you to do that as you think about just right now about how God was so gracious to you to keep you to come to that moment in your life. And as you do that, let's take the second sip from the first cup, which is the cup of sanctification. Now, the next part is called the Yerchatz. Yerchatz, Yerchatz. Don't try to say it. Okay, so here what happens is that typically there's a copper pot, and it's sitting over there by the sink, and so water is poured into that, and you pour the water on your hands before you handle the vegetables. It's basically cleansing. 
It's basically cleansing. And the urchats, let's remember that the Lord Jesus Christ said to us about cleansing. He said in John 15, 3, John 15, 3, now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. His word is cleansing. His word is cleansing. In Revelation 1, 5, it says, giving honor to the Lord, to the Lamb, it says, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. In his own blood. Okay, Next, you have the greens. You see the parsley? You got parsley somewhere, right? Yeah, okay, you could distribute a little bit of parsley. Everybody should take a little bit of parsley. There's not a whole lot of parsley there, so don't take a lot of parsley, but take enough parsley. But anyway, it's called the karpas. The karpas is called, means greens in, in Hebrew, and, and it represents life. So these greens represent life. Don't eat it, don't eat it. Just, just you know, kind of restrain yourself from not eating it right now. So... Hold on, okay. And you should have, hopefully you have, do you have some salt water there as well? Okay, everybody got the salt water? Okay, very good, okay. So the salt water represents tears, the saltiness of tears. And so what this is, life, this is a reminder. This is a reminder because, you know, it's very easy, especially for Jewish people here in America where life's not that bad, you know, to forget what it was really like in Egypt. It's very easy for us as believers in the Lord Jesus Christ to say, it's pretty comfortable. The food at the potlucks is not bad. You know, it's very easy to get comfortable and to forget what our life was like before BC, before Christ, before we knew the Lord Jesus Christ. So think about it for the Jewish people in Egypt, it was, it was a life of sadness. It was filled with tears. And so therefore you take the greens over here, and the salt water, and you dip it into the salt water like that, so you have a mixture of the greens and the salt water. You got that there? And then you just put that in your mouth, just take a little bit, huh? okay? And that mixture, you get that mixture? The greens and the salt water there, that's speaking. That's really speaking about how it was very, there was life, but it was a life of tears. It was a life of tears. You know, it was a life without redemption. It was life without redemption. Life without redemption is a life of tears, like the parsley and the salt water represent. For a person describes how we all were in Colossians 1.21. Colossians 1.21 says, you that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works, has he now reconciled our lives before we knew the Lord Jesus Christ, we had life, but it was sad because there was always hovering over us this thought, we're aliens from God. We don't know who God is. We don't care who God is. We're on our own way. We're doing the Frank Sinatra routine. We're doing everything our way. We're doing it all our way. And there was no reconciliation with God. And so that's why the dipping the carpus and with the salt here is symbolic of that. In addition to remember the misery of being there in Egypt as slaves. Next, you have an egg. Do you have an egg? There's an egg, very good. Okay, can you see the egg? We have one egg per table. Normally, it doesn't, okay. One egg per table, or yeah. Like, uh, be sanitary about it. Okay, kind of divide it up a little bit, all right. Okay, okay, very good. Okay, everybody's got an egg, very good, okay. Now, the hard-boiled egg on your plate, the egg is called the betzah, betzah in Hebrew, Egg. It's also the name for the sacrifice in the temple. And so since there's no temple, there can be no sacrifice. 
But when the Lord Jesus Christ died on the cross for our sins, there was no more need for sacrifices. That was it. As it says in Hebrews 10.10, this glorious verse, by the which we are sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once for all. Once for all. So our real life now comes from him. Our real life comes as we die to ourselves. As we die to ourselves, the leaven is taken out, and we live to him, which is the message of Galatians 2.20. Galatians 2.20 says, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. In the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Now, let's remember, as we take this egg here, how our real life is in the Lord Jesus Christ as together we just take a little, little bite out of this egg. Okay. Come now to the haroset. Haroset. What is haroset? A hard word to pronounce is what it is. No, what it is, it's, it's a sweet mixture of raisins and nuts and honey. It's very good. It's very delicious. But it's supposed to represent mortar. Mortar. From these great pyramids that the Jewish people built. You go to, you go to, to Egypt and you see these pyramids those were built by Jewish people, in spite of what Sadat said. Sadat said, no, they weren't built by Jewish people. He didn't know. They were built by Jewish people. Anyway, um, it reminds me of a time when I was in an airplane one time, and I sat next to a man, and I said, where are you from? He said, Egypt. I said, oh, Egypt. I said, my people spend a lot of time in your country. <laughs> he said, really? He didn't know. Yeah. I said, I said, it started off very nice. You were so nice to us. Thank you very much. I told them, you know, I said, oh, it was very nice. But I said, then the relationship, I don't know, it got old or he got tired of us or something. I'm not sure. But anyway, and then it didn't go so well. And so, but, you know, we, we, we did a lot of work for you. He said, I said, we, we, we built all these, these pyramids for you. We built them. So you can thank me now. That's okay. And uh, I said, um, but then after a while, it was time for us to leave. So we left. It was a very famous leaving. I said, it was very famous leaving. As a matter of fact, there was a book written about our leaving. It was a book. In fact, the title is The Leaving. I said, that's the title of the book. Very famous book called The Leaving. And that's when we left. And um, he didn't know what I was talking about. So I said, we had a very famous leader, as a matter of fact. He, he helped us out. He helped us leave. So his name was Moses. Oh, you understood at that point. Okay, anyway, the point about this is that when the Jewish people were there, the haroset is supposed to represent the mortar from the bricks. Now, what we're going to do now is take some of this haroset. You have a knife or something? Or a spoon? Okay, fine. Don't lick the spoon. Don't lick the spoon. Okay, so, okay, just take some utensil that, you know, and take some haroset and put it on your plate there. Because what we're going to do now is we're going to make a little brick, a, a little, um, we're going to need, I need some matzah. I don't have any matzah. How can I not have some matzah? Oh, here. Okay. Okay, thanks. There we go. You know, at the end of this, we say next year in Jerusalem. Right now, I'm going to say next week, next year better. All right. You take some matzah. I feel like a surgeon. You're handing me things, you know. <laughs> so you got the, all right. So you take and break a little bit of matzah like this. Make some two pieces of like the brick. Like that. Put a little bit of the set on there, like that. 
and also put a little bit of the bitter herbs. Okay, so we don't have the two types of bitter herbs. We only have the one type of bitter herbs. Next year, better. Okay. Like that. You got it? You got a, you got a, little, you got a little sandwich that looks like that, the charoset, and the bitter herb in the horseradish. You want to put some of that in the sandwich. I know you don't want to, <laughs> but put it in there anyway because it's important. Otherwise, I can't make my point. So make the sandwich with the two bricks and the charoset and the bitter herbs in there. You got it? Okay. As you do this, as you do this, we're obviously going we're gonna to eat this, so don't put too much horseradish on it. Otherwise, we'll have a problem. But um, as you do this, we're going to eat this, and I want you to taste with me, I want you to taste with me the matzah, which is representing the bricks from the pyramids, the haroset, which is representing the, um, the mortar, and I want you to taste the horseradish also, which is the bitterness, because it makes a big point in the, in the beginning of Exodus that, that Pharaoh made their life bitter with hard bondage, okay? And I'll, before you eat it, though, before you eat it, I want you also to, to think about the sweetness of the haroset. It's very nice. The sweetness of the haroset with the bitterness there was a mixture. They had, they had sweet times, even as they were slaves, but they were still slaves, and so it was bitter as well. That's true of us before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ. It says in Ephesians 4.18, Ephesians 4.18, that we had our understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God. It says in Ephesians 2.12, Ephesians 2.12, at that time you were without Christ, being aliens from the commonwealth of Israel, strangers from the covenants of promise, having no hope and without God in the world. So yes, we had sweet times before we came to the Lord Jesus Christ, but there was always this bitterness over that. So think of these two things, our lives, the bitterness with the sweet, and the, the Jewish people in, in Egypt, the mortar, the bitterness, and the sweet also. But now we'll eat it together and just think about it as you, as you taste these different tastes. Wow. Okay, you put a little bit too much in there? Okay, start to cry a little bit? That's the idea. Start to get your sinuses cleared? This is Jewish distrand. All right, very good. Now, okay, now I want you to do the same thing, but this time I want you to not use the horseradish. So just make the same sandwich like you just made with a haroset, but don't put the horseradish in it now. Just put the set and make the sandwich, okay, without the horseradish. You got it? Now, this represents, this represents for us, without the horseradish, the bitterness taken away, because it says in Ephesians 2.13, Ephesians 2.13, now in Christ Jesus, you were, you who were, sometime afar off, are made nigh by the blood of Christ. For he is our peace, who has made both one and broken down the middle wall of partition between us. There's no middle wall of partition among Christians. Jewish, Gentile, there's no more middle wall. So now sweetness out. Now eat this and just think about how life is now without the bitterness. 
Okay. Now the next part of the Seder ceremony is called the yakats. Yakats. Yakats, the Hebrew word means the breaking. Breaking means breaking. Yakats. Now, what we have up here is something which is, let's see, got to get it right side up. There we go. This is called a matzatash. Matzatash. It's Yiddish. Matash is Yiddish. Tash means pocket, pocket. You remember in Purim how there was the Haman Haman Tashin? Haman Tashin, remember? It was Haman's pockets, Haman's pockets with with the fig filling in the cookie, right? That was Haman's pockets. He was going to fill his pockets with all the Jewish wealth. And so we ate the, okay. This is called the matzah This is a uh, pocket for matzah. It's a matzah pocket, okay? Now this matzah has three compartments. One, two, three. And in each one of the compartments, there is a matzah. I didn't make this up. I want to assure you. This is true. And so... There's three compartments here in the matzatash, and there is the important, well, what's going to focus on is the middle matzah, the middle matzah, because what's going to happen here, now, first of all, the rabbis have called this echad, it's a unity, it's a unity, there's the unity. They're not quite sure what the unity is. Well, how about the unity of Elohim, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Spirit. Because it's the middle piece of matzah which is going to be taken out and yachat, yachatz, yachatz. It's going to be broken, broken. Now, it's the middle piece that's taken out. I didn't make this up. You know, you ask, if you ask the rabbi, say, why is the middle piece of matzah taken out and not the other dens? And they will tell you. They will tell you. I don't know, but it's a tradition. So they take out the middle piece of matzah from the matzatash, and it will be broken, but at the moment, there it is. What's done, you have another, usually a napkin, but in this case, I have this. But the problem is, this is too small for this. This is not supposed to happen. Next year, better. Don't watch me do this, because this is not part of it. But anyway, oh, that's all right. And then we're going to take this matzah from the middle after the, that's there. I'll put it in here. Uh, there we go. Okay, very good. And then we're going to hide this, hide this someplace. You all close your eyes. Royce is going to hide this somewhere. So nobody looking, nobody, all eyes closed. Joyce, remember where you put it. Okay, all eyes closed. And Joyce, tell us when we can open our eyes. Can we open our eyes now? Okay, very good. Okay, so that's what happens at that part of the matzah, I mean at the Seder. Okay, now, what that is called is that middle piece of matzah is called the afikomen. The afikomen. Afikomen is Yiddish. Omen, Yiddish comes from German. Komen means come, komen zihir, komen. Afi means after, after. So what it means is this will come after. 
Another wonderful day studying the Bible with our Bible teacher Tom Cantor here on Friendship with God. Don't forget that today's message and previous messages can be listened to and downloaded for free at friendshipwithgod.org. Friendshipwithgod.org. You can also go online to find free resources from Tom Cantor and our online bookstore at friendshipwithgod.org. You can also find Tom Cantor on Facebook, and you can also go to friendshipwithgod.org and sign up for his daily devotional. Tom Cantor is also the founder of Israel Restoration Ministries. You can visit that website at israelrestorationministries.org. You can write to Tom Cantor at P.O. Box 711330, P.O. Box 711330, Santee, California, Santee, California, 92071. Or email Tom Cantor at tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org, tomcantor at friendshipwithgod.org. Or for more information about Tom Cantor and Friendship with God and Israel Restoration Ministries, call us at 800-247-3051. What are you doing Sunday nights? Come join Friendship with God radio Bible teacher Tom Cantor of the Friendship with God Fellowship Church every Sunday night at 5.30 p.m. at The Vine at 9336 Abraham Way, Santee, California. Watch and listen live around the world to Tom Cantor Sunday evening on YouTube.com by searching for Friendship with God Fellowship or by going to our homepage at friendshipwithgod.org. That's friendshipwithgod.org. This program was brought to you by Israel Restoration Ministries.